0: Welcome to the Health and Biz Bytes podcast. I'm your host, Mike Beverly. Thanks for tuning in today. This podcast is dedicated to individuals and professionals who desire to learn more about the subject and business aspects of non-traditional technologies and approaches to better health and vitality. Let's get started. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Health and Biz Bites podcast. Today, we are honored to have April Hernandez Castillo on the show. April is best known for her riveting performance as Ava in the hit movie Freedom Riders, starring Hillary Swank. April Hernandez Castillo was living the Hollywood dream. However, behind the glitz and glamour was a woman dealing secretly with a traumatic past. From growing up in the streets of the Bronx during the crack epidemic era to being in an abusive relationship as a teenager to almost taking her own life, April's future looked bleak. Embracing me is April's inspirational story of resilience, forgiveness, and overcoming adversity. This heartfelt yet witty memoir explores April's story of standing up against life's many challenges with strength, perseverance, and faith. Journey with April as she takes us behind the scenes to some of the most intimate parts of her life and learn from the wisdom she obtained along the way. Everyone, please help me welcome April Hernandez-Castillo this morning.
1: Well, good morning, Mr. Beverly.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's a pleasure to uh, have you. And as you and I discussed prior to the recording this morning, you and I first uh, connected on LinkedIn because... You were the lover of red lipstick.
1: <laughs> yes, I am and I and I made sure I showed up that way. I know. Um well, first of all, this is amazing. We're finally connecting. We're always posting and supporting each other's content. Um and you're always so transparent in in how you express yourself and which I love. Um we still also dream of having a wonderful photo shoot with my husband and I so we have to make it down to Florida one day but um I'm just so blessed I'm so blessed to, to finally get to meet you and we're doing this this is well, exciting
0: I feel exactly the same way and as I was sharing with you when I was talking to my wife about doing this I was kind of nervous you know meeting a, a celebrity and an <laughs> actress and uh, you know uh got to watch uh, a good bit of the movie again yesterday. My wife and I had watched it. We She was trying to think it was maybe eight years ago that we watched Freedom Riders because we're in that uh, time where we're kind of binge watching movies. And uh, right. we saw that one, we saw Stand and Deliver. And there's another one that was made with the background of L.A. schools with uh, Edward James almost, I believe, Uh where he, that was
1: stand and deliver
0: oh that was stand and deliver okay mm-hmm. yes yes that was amazing movie as well and being, right. being a former educator myself i'm always interested and in, uh intrigued by movies that help turn troubled students around and uh, and obviously uh that one did but uh, but tell us a little bit about uh i know I was reading reading your book and about the uh, growing up in the Bronx and how your whole family's life kind of um, revolved around sports, like most families that are in a big city like that, that has a sports team. So tell us a little bit about growing up there in the Bronx uh, and what it was like.
1: Growing up in the Bronx, uh, especially during the eighties was the most amazing time of my life despite the obvious of growing up in the era known as the crack epidemic era where unfortunately uh brooklyn and harlem and manhattan and the bronx uh, we were really hit hard and drugs came through and damaged so many families unfortunately but there was still this beautiful sense of community. There was this sense of freedom, of just running wild and playing. And I think that's also the time of the generation where the 80s was just fun. Um, and I grew up, yes, I grew up in the very hard times, but I was blessed to have a very strong foundation. I had a mother and a father who worked very hard to send my brother and I to Catholic school. And I never took that for granted. I always knew that that wasn't, um, I never felt privileged. I always felt like, okay, my father's working really hard to to get me the education that he never had. And there was this dynamic also happening because it was the the birth of hip hop happening at the same time. And music was so much part of our lives on top of being... Uh, a Yankee fan. Now, when you are Puerto Rican and you are born in the Bronx, you are automatically a Yankee fan. <laughs> There's no one gives you a choice. You are just born into it. So I accepted it. And, and yes, sports played a huge part of my life. I played sports, um, all from, from high school through college. I was a tomboy. I played, I just, I used to like to get down and dirty and, and, and I wasn't afraid. Um, so for me, my childhood was magical.
0: That's that's really amazing, and uh, you know, I grew up in the fifties and sixties, a little bit before your time, but same thing, same thing. We were in right. the country, and you know, we we were in such a rural area of Virginia where I grew up that we never locked our door, uh, mm-hmm. and the kids would play till you know way past dark, and there was right. no no fear of you know, any, you know, drive by shooting or any, anything that would, you know, alarm the parents about that. Cause we, we ran wild during those times and, and just had a blast. So, uh, so it's similar, but, uh, you know, not being from that part of the country and, and only traveling to New York a few times, it's, it's hard for someone like myself to imagine, you know, but I'm sure the close communities and, uh, there in the neighborhoods and the families and especially the the Catholic school, I'm sure was close knit. So, so so that, that yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was one of those things where uh, I guess when you, you're growing up in that, it doesn't seem dangerous to you because it's your normal. It's a way of being and you just learn how to adapt and find your ways and, and you know what neighborhoods not to go to. And, you know, the people that you shouldn't hang out with. And and my mom and my dad really created that space of like, you know, you can go here, you can go there, don't go there. And thank God I was never a child who, I felt like I was a rebel with a cause, but I wasn't rebellious, if that makes any sense. Like I wasn't trying to be that teenager girl who who wanted to like do all the bad things that her parents said not to do. I I was always pretty much a a really well rounded child. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I'm a tough girl, and you had to be. You had to be tough growing up in New York City, and even still today, which New York is pretty. It feels like the wild wild west. <laughs> it feels like I went back. But yeah,
0: that's that's interesting. So, uh, as you progress through school and all of that, what? Uh what led you or attracted you to the acting career?
1: I I always say that acting found me. You know, when we're talking about purpose in our life, sometimes we don't find it right away, but it can find us. And I attended Hunter College and I thought I was going to become either a nutritionist or an athletic trainer, because once again, sports was so prominent in my life and then i walked into the chemistry class and i walked right out <laughs> and i was like oh hell no i do not do science especially not in college oh absolutely not and i went to my counselor and i said i need i need to take a class and i and she said well there's some acting class called acting 101 and it was all about improv and i never looked back the moment that i stepped in the classroom I felt like I had found what I was supposed to do, um, and it was it was life changing. Obviously,
0: that's that's an interesting story, and uh, I like you. I had to take some elective classes to get my music education degree to become a music teacher, and I chose biology for one reason only: the the biology teacher was the father of the cutest girl on campus, and I uh, I spent more time kind of uh, establishing a relationship with him so I could get close to his daughter than I did studying biology. And I barely got a D, which was passing grade in college, so I could get my music degree. <laughs> so
1: right, yeah, so
0: it's interesting how everything evolves and how things happen, but that that's real interesting. so so that's that's the catalyst sounds like to mm-hmm. and then where did it progress from there?
1: It progressed pretty fast as I started training and taking more classes. um, it was one of those things where you just continued to network and and wherever I could find an opportunity to audition. Or, you know, one of my first auditions, um, I had to audition in a park for this guy who was um, writing this play. And not that I suggest anyone ever do that now, (laughs) because times are just insane. But, you know, as an actor, as an artist. You just you want it so bad, right, that you just go for it. And so I auditioned in the park and then he let me know that I got the role. And that was really the beginning to me transition, transitioning from theater, going to television commercials. And I've done so many commercials. My first paid job was for a Super Bowl commercial that I did with Yogi Berra and Yao Ming and that was the first time i was paid and i thought oh this is wonderful <laughs> i don't i am no longer a starving artist i actually got paid for my art and and that was the beginning of of really the journey of going into television and and i've done i mean i you know it led to freedom writers but i've done so much television and and i lo- i truly love acting
0: and and being a yankees fan that had to be
1: through. Oh, my. Oh, that was I mean, come on. You don't get any bigger than Yogi Berra. And my dad was like, my dad is he will die a Yankee fan. He was born a Yankee fan. And of course, Yogi Berra. And, and it was one of those moments where I was like, Dad, I'm I'm a professional actor. Like, I can't ask for anyone's, you know, autograph. And like, uh, ah, I really wish I would have. I really wish I would have taken a Yankee baseball So he could have signed it. And he was so lovely. I mean, Yogi Berra was absolutely, he was the best. Um, But it was my first time ever working in a professional setting on that level.
0: That's that's a great story. Uh, I I can see how your dad would be excited.
1: I know. I felt so bad. I was like, dad, stop. I'm a professional. I can't do that. And it's one of those things now, like if we had, I mean, cell phones weren't really that popular back then. I would have totally taken a selfie with Yoki Berra for sure. Absolutely.
0: Oh, for yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Um, I have had by chance to uh, an opportunity to meet some celebrities from time to time. And I don't know if it was just my naivete or just my bull, bullheadedness. I just, you know, forced forward to get a picture or an autograph. And so I've got autographs from people like Shaquille O'Neal and, uh, Bill Cosby came when I was in college and did a uh, uh a show at our homecoming and I forged through backstage after the concert and got his autograph and uh somewhere nice. in box I still have it
1: so it's oh um, yeah it's, I have I I, I worked with Daryl Strawberry um on a play I don't even know how I got that but I he signed a baseball so I have a baseball signed by the one and only daryl strawberry which is pretty cool
0: oh that is cool that is cool well i uh i I won't disclose the name of the firm but or my son's name but uh he just happens to be the staff accountant at his firm in tampa florida and he handles daryl and his wife's accounting
1: (laughs) wow how funny is that that's amazing i know
0: i know it really is that's That's pretty cool Yeah, and he deals mostly with Daryl's wife a lot uh, in their -hmm. their things. But, uh, you know, so that's just interesting and a little tidbit there. Uh, I love it. Yeah. So how how long after that first role in the commercial where you were paid did the opportunity to be Ava in that amazing movie, Freedom Riders?
1: I would say it took me maybe about... From when I first started acting, like six years, six years where I landed my first movie role. Okay. Because everything else had been television.
0: And that was the Freedom Riders? And
1: that was Freedom Riders. Yes. Right, that is
0: called. Right. Yeah. And as I was sharing with you this morning before, and I'll share it with our listeners that uh, if you've not seen that movie, April did an amazing job. And I, I was asking her about her nominations for many, many awards. And to my dismay, and I know hers, there were
1: none. And that just blows my mind. I know. I know. I so I I know it's one of those things where you just go. Hopefully that time will come back around again because the life of an actor is so it is truly a roller coaster so there's when you know there's moments where you're high and you're you're kicking butt and you're working constantly and then there's moments where you know you're just not working at all in the sense of um being in a production but as actors we're always working right we're always creating we're always auditioning um and that alone is an art <laughs> the art of auditioning is truly a skill um But when I, when I booked that film, yeah, it was the, the ultimate dream. It was the dream come true. It was the the moment that every actor dreams of. We, 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 we think about it. We salivate over it of being able to be in a movie that big with that kind of um, actor, which was Hilary Swank. She was a two-time Oscar winner.
0: At that time she was.
1: At that time, yes, yes, and she's uh, just so wonderful. She's a phenomenal actor.
0: Yeah, she seems like a. I mean, from all of the things that my wife and I have watched of her, she seems like a really nice person as well.
1: Yeah, she's about the work, right? Like you don't ever hear anything about drama or anything about Hillary Swank. She truly is a worker. She loves to do the work. She loves to 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 bring it all the all of the time. Um, and that's that's what I aspire to be, you know, just focusing on doing good work as an actor.
0: Well, and I I can see, you know, a little bit hearing about your um, growing up and the grit that you uh, have from growing up in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. It it came through pretty clearly as your in your characters Ava in the movie. Did how did you did you draw on a lot of your your background and and. Uh... <laughs> Growing up there in the Bronx?
1: You know, what's interesting about that is L.A. is very different from New York City. And I never experienced racism, right? Because I live in New York. We are a melting pot. You know, for me, I couldn't understand how one race of people, which were the Asians and the Blacks, and the Asians and the Latinos, how much they hated each other. That to me was very foreign. <clears throat> so I had to just look at it of like, oh, wow, I've never really hated a person just because of their race. That was one of the hardest things to grasp and understand and bring that to life on camera without without it feeling um, hmm, fake right? So I'm known for that very famous line where Ava says, I hate white people. (laughs) It's been a meme. It's been tweeted thousands and thousands of times. And I just think that you saw a girl who had a very traumatic experience and you saw her trauma on on a movie being displayed of what happens when someone has a really bad experience and they don't have any healing from it don't have any guidance from it and they make a decision based on that one moment in their life and that's the result of what of that moment and then you finally see she has this metamorphosis and you know she finally is able to to leave the gang life and want something better for herself but it came at a cost you know it came at a cost she lost a lot of her friends she lost a lot of her family because she was born into gang life that's that's um that's not easy to break out of so those were some of the things that i i i didn't really have any backing but i just knew i'm latina she's latina we all have sort of like that same struggle but most importantly this woman this young girl who's just trying to find her way as any high school student right you're just you're trying to find your way on top of you know having to wear this this device on your foot the entire time because you've been in ju- juvie for so long and if, if that's okay and I, I don't know how people feel about the word juvie a detention center you know
0: just no that's i think everybody understands that and <laughs> uh and in your know, speaking of the the high school struggle um you know what you are doing now and a lot of the work that you have dedicated a lot of your time and energy to is helping young girls and your book and all of that. So um, what what brought you to, I mean, I know in your bio, you talked about, you know, uh, the contemplating suicide. And as you and I discussed prior to recording, I had two as a teenager from some of the trials and tribulations that will be chronicled in my book is coming out soon um but uh you know i know that had to be like for me it's been a big i feel like the last year i've been writing this book has been a a constant therapy session Mm -hmm. Uh, what what how how have you come to grips and how how have you evolved through writing your book uh, embracing me
1: yeah it's interesting that you asked me that because i've really been thinking about my book in a way, um, you know, sometimes we write and then, you know, we're on to the next project. And I've been thinking of my book as a history book of my life, right? It's almost three decades of certain things that I've experienced personally, you know, even professionally um, and how God's hand was always there how God just, how many times I came close to to not making it out of a situation. And yet, man, I'm, I'm still here. So like yourself, like, okay, God, you obviously have something huge for me to do and impact. And when I understood that I had a voice and I survived some, certain things, I saw the power in storytelling, which is the biggest takeaway for me in Freedom Writers. It is the power of story. It is the power that we get to rewrite our wrongs. We get to write new chapters of our lives. Our past doesn't define us. And also understanding what story do you continue telling yourself? You know, we, yes, we all have a story to share. What part of that story have you made it out? Have you been able to move past and where's the healing? And that to me is why, when I'm speaking or when I'm facilitating and working with high school students, college students, women or parents, it's just that constant like, yes, you went through something. We all do. You're not special. I'm not special. But it's how we use that for our benefits to move forward and also to bless someone else with our pain. Because when you can find the purpose in your pain, then it's it's like the most beautiful thing ever.
0: That is so insightful, so insightful. And, you know, as as you and I discussed, I have a a granddaughter who's in uh, fourth grade and in third grade, she was bullied so badly that her parents, our youngest son and her mommy decided to homeschool her. And, you know, and as I was reading about some of the struggles you had, you know, you had a teenage incident that was abusive. And I'm thinking, you know, if if April's book or April's life and mission can help my grandchildren or other grandchildren as they mature and go through those high school years, which they're going to they're going to confront challenging right. situations. That's just life. You know, that that'll be amazing. So um, how, how do you see yourself in what you're doing with that, and I know you have two lovely daughters yourself. How do you see yourself moving forward, say, in the next few years with that passion and mission, obviously?
1: Hmm. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm I'm a messenger. I'm a vessel. I'm a seed dropper. <laughs> I plant the seeds, I'm a spiritual ninja. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm God's daughter. So I've been able to communicate my story with the spirit of of what God has done in my life in a way that people can hear it, take it in um, and they take whatever they're going to take from my story, whether it's on the spiritual side or not. If it's just saying this is the information that you need to know, Um, someone who who loves you. Will not hurt you um, in a way that makes you feel less than human, right? Because that's what I experienced in my abusive relationship. For three and a half years, I was with someone who abused me physically and mentally and knew that I was vulnerable because I was a teenager. And I tell parents all the time if you think that your child has not seen or experienced or knows or knows someone who is experiencing abuse, you, you are, you are (laughs) highly mistaken. Um, So it is my goal to reach as many schools to reach as many parents really working with the parents, because I think sometimes as parents, we're just left out of the dark. You know, we, we do so much in schools to prepare our students and yet we forget the parent. And so my husband is an educator. So we believe in the Trinity, right? We believe that it is the teacher, student, parent. And that makes the the world so much better when we can all work together. So getting that message of perseverance and resiliency and, and finding your purpose and no matter how bad things are, you can still make something powerful from it. And that's the goal.
0: That's, that's, that's a terrific, terrific mission. And, uh, I you know I followed you and your husband. He does amazing. He I didn't realize he was an educator. Is uh,
1: yes, for over a decade he's been teaching high school young high school men from the age of I mean from grades nine to twelve.
0: Wonderful. And I, I, you know and one of the things that uh, I, I mentioned when I saw some of the uh, photo shoots that you and he have done. I know he's he's the photographer part of the.
1: So we have also our photography company, Zalo Photography, So because we're creatives at the end of the day. But being a teacher and everything else that we do, it allows us to, you know, have health insurance. But, <laughs> but our our dream that we're working towards is for us to finally be full time artists, um, but still teaching, still teaching how to share your story through a camera lens. Um, that's our goal really is to teach young students and and just give anyone the proper training, um, because when we decided to become artists, we didn't have anyone who looked like us to help us, you know, we figured everything out on our own. I didn't have anyone, no one other than probably him helped me when I became an actor, because my parents had no idea what acting was so. It was all of the all of the hardships that I've gone through. Now I get to mentor my daughter, who is a phenomenal young actor and I'm not saying that just because I'm her mama, but she really is a phenomenal actor and she takes her craft so seriously, which I, I highly respect.
0: I do too. and as as I mentioned prior to our recording this morning, I, I listened to her speech uh, when she was receiving an, a re- award. And and she you she's only 10. Did you say 10 years old? Yes. 10. Well, ladies and gentlemen, she sounded like a 30-year-old professional woman. She, and she... not not only is she intelligent, bright, but she's beautiful as well. So it's impressive. But uh, but April, it's it's been such a delight to have you number one as a friend and connection on the LinkedIn platform, but uh uh, and thank you for wearing your red lipstick this morning.
1: Of course. <laughs>
0: that, that's, that's how I, I first saw April showing up as the lover of red lipstick. And so I, I had to respond to that. And we've been communicating for well over a year and a half now. And uh, um, we we connected. But the other thing that has impressed me with April is her faith. And she's constantly giving God the credit, as you've heard this morning, and and I as well, I, I would not be here, by, but by the grace of God, and so we're delighted that you came on, and I feel that uh, uh, especially parents with children, uh, young girls, uh, and that's why, you know, uh, I was so excited to have you on because of our four granddaughters. We have eight grandchildren all together, and four boys, four girls, but the girls, you know, they, they have a special place in grandpa's heart. You know, and I feel like I, I got to do anything I can, anything and everything to protect them. And so, mm-hmm. having knowing someone like you that can offer some advice to maybe look out for some some cautions, um, some you know, some roadblocks, and that might help them uh, get through life a little smoother. It's it's going to be valuable. But but if anyone uh, wanted to get in touch with you and Jose or Zalo Photography. How would they do that? And we'll certainly put whatever information in our show notes, but how would they get in touch with you to learn more about you and Embracing Me, your book and your photography studio?
1: So Embracing Me right now is currently on Amazon. They can purchase a book right on Amazon and get it fast through Prime if they haven't. Also, LinkedIn is the best way right now. As I was mentioning, I'm finalizing my website. Yay. So hopefully by the time this goes out, I can send you a link. Um, but at April Hernandez Castillo is the best way to contact me um, and stay connected. And if you've heard this and you're interested in booking, you know, myself as a speaker or as a facilitator, that's the best way to do it.
0: Well, thank you so much, April. And it's been a delight to to not only follow you uh, on LinkedIn, but now to personally meet you and and hear your heart. And I know our listeners will will hear that. And please reach out. To April, and if you have daughters at whatever age they are, I want to uh, recommend that you order the book "Embracing Me" and hear the story and the struggles that April went through growing up, and uh, and and hopefully that will give you some insight in uh, raising your own daughter. So, if you'd like to reach out to me and to find out more about my mission and passion for living a better and healthier life. You can go to www.mikebeverly.life. And while there, download a blog or two. There's some really great information in our blog posts, but also you can click the podcast tab and April's episode will be up in a few weeks and you can listen to that along with the others that are there. But we thank you for coming on and listening today and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, everyone. Take care. Hey, everyone, and thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you're listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you happen to be listening, please subscribe. Leave a five-star rating and review if you choose to do so. And I'm grateful for you and that you're spending this time with me. Have a wonderful rest of your day.